grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. day, our first scripture lesson is taken from the Old Testament of the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, beginning at verse 10. Then you will eat and you will be filled, and you will praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be very careful that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and ordinances and his statutes that I am commanding you today. When you eat and are satisfied, and you build nice houses and move into them, and your herds and your flock multiply, and your silver and gold increase, and everything that you have prospers, watch out so that your heart does not become arrogant and forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt where you were slaves. Do not forget the Lord who led you in the great and terrifying wilderness where there were venomous snakes and scorpions, where the thirsty ground had no water, but the Lord made water come out of a flint rock for you. Do not forget the Lord who in the wilderness fed you manna, which your fathers had not known before, to humble you and to test you so that it would be good for you later on. You might say in your heart, my ability and the power of my hand have earned this wealth for me. But then you are to remember that the Lord your God is the one who gives you the ability to produce wealth, to confirm his covenant that he promised to your fathers with an oath as he does to this day. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson is found recorded in St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, beginning at verse 10. I rejoice greatly in the Lord now that you have revived your concern for me once again. Actually, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I lack anything. In fact, I have learned to be content in any circumstances in which I find myself. I know what it is to live in humble circumstances, and I know what it is to have more than enough. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation while being full or hungry, while having plenty or not enough. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you did well by becoming partners with me in my affliction. You Philippians know that in the beginning of your experience with the gospel, when I left Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you alone. Even while I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once for my needs. Not that I am seeking a gift, but I am seeking the fruit that adds to your account. I have been paid in full, and I have more than enough. I am fully supplied since I have received from Epaphroditus the things that come from you a sweet-smelling fragrance, and an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God will fully supply your every need 
according to your gracious riches in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and the Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. We read from the Gospel of Luke chapter 17 beginning at the 11th verse. On another occasion as Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, he was passing along the border between Samaria and Galilee. When he entered a certain village, ten men with leprosy met him. Standing at a distance, they called out loudly, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went away, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back glorifying God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet, thanking him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus responded, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give glory to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, get up and go your way. Your faith has saved you. This is the word of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in Psalm, it is Psalm 145, and I will share with you verses 15 and 16. The eyes of all look to you, or eagerly look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. He opens his hand, and he satisfies the desire of every living thing. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I can honestly say that I started out the week feeling very down. And especially when I heard on Sunday when in Waukesha, Wisconsin, they were having their Christmas parade and a gentleman broke through the initial barricade and, and drove his car right through the parade route, ended up running into a group of ladies called the Dancing Grannies and killing, I think, five of them, four or five of them, and now just heard that a, a young child at the age of eight has now been taken of this life. And why it really hit me, not that I'm not sensitive to other crises, but I've driven that area. I saw in the background the big uh, store that said the hardware store. It's probably been up there for generations. I've driven by that several times. My daughter was even a teacher in Waukesha. She immediately got on social media to contact uh, friends that were there and, and even was told the story of, of one of the pastors because uh, we have more than one church in Waukesha. One of, the, one of the pastors there said they had a float, and they were the last float, and they saw the car come right buzzing by. And he said, usually we have people standing on the side of the float handing out candy, but because of COVID, everyone was actually on the float as the car was buzzing by. That really, again, bothered me of what happened. And then I come to church, 
Monday morning, first thing, and, and I had Bible class in the morning. And when I opened my office door, here there's glass all over the floor with a stone in the middle of the floor. Someone threw a stone right through the office window. And I'm going, why? It reminds me that there's a lot of evil and wickedness in this world. Please don't be tempted to think that, as some will even suggest, that when evil and wickedness happens, it's proof that there's no God, or it's proof that God doesn't care, or it's proof that God's not going to help because he created this world and now lives out there someplace, leaving us to our own fate. Yes, it is true that the Lord's ways are greater than our ways, and his thoughts are greater than our thoughts. And yes, it is true that he works out all things for good. And even if we struggle to understand everything that happens in this world, we still know that God is in control. And he is always in control to his glory and for the saving of souls. And in addition to all this, do not lose sight, my dear friends, of how gracious and wonderful our God really is. The words that I just read to you are words that many use as a common table prayer. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hands and you satisfy the desire of every living thing. Those words are coming right smack dab in the middle of Psalm 145, and Psalm 145 is actually a very wonderful and unique psalm. First of all, it is one of only a couple psalms that is written specifically by King David, where every verse starts with the letter of the Hebrew alphabet, in consecutive order. And the other thing that's very unique about this is this is the only psalm that has the Hebrew word that is the very word used to describe all of the psalms. So the psalms in general go by this one Hebrew word and it occurs also in the, and only here in Psalm 145 and literally translated Song of praise. King David gave great praise to the Lord. And above all, he praised the Lord because this is God my king. This is the one who rules. This is the one who oversees us. And this is the one who even sends guardian angels to protect us. This is the very one who has a kingdom and rules with an everlasting rule. A rule that will never end. And such a kingdom that does not end is a kingdom where one receives eternal life. And Jesus' kingdom is where he rules in the hearts of people. And now, shortly after making that point, come those beautiful words. The eyes of all look to you Translated in the EHV as looking eagerly to you. But in the original language, 
The, the, the look actually has as its root word the word for hope. So it's not just looking to him with a trusting heart. That's certainly part of it. It's really looking to him with a trusting heart that has hope. And he says the eyes of all, not just all people, but all of creation looks to him. And, and what is that hope that we have? King David writes, you give them their food at the proper time. When I hear the word food, I immediately think of the Lord's Prayer, where we pray, give us today our daily bread. We know that the Lord is not just giving us just bread each day, but bread referring to the necessities that we need in order to live. Yes, bread, food, clothing, shelter, love itself. For without the love of the Lord, we would fall to despair and hopelessness. It is the Lord who provides these things. It is the Lord who blesses us these things. And he does so at the proper time. So when you pray to the Lord, you do not have to begin to think as Satan loves to tempt us with. Begin to think that I prayed to the Lord and he didn't answer my prayer right away. Does that mean he hates me? Does that mean he's out to get me? Does that mean that I've done something wrong and he's turned his back on me? No, he gives the food at the proper time. He doesn't just bless us by answering our prayers with what we want or need, but he'll do so at the proper time and never giving us anything that could hurt and harm us, especially spiritually. That's hope. That's what our hope is founded on. This is not hope that is wishful thinking. This is hope that has a foundation. And it has a foundation in the fact that he opens his hand. It is not a closed fist, which would mean that God is angry and he's coming with punishment. But he comes with the open hand. He comes with grace and mercy. He comes freely with no strings attached. And he comes generously. King David is not praising, oh, thank God for my hands. Thank God for what I have built. Thank God for what I have done. Look at me. People praise me. But he opens his hands that everything that we have comes from the Lord. We came naked into this world and we're going to leave with nothing. Everything we have really comes from the Lord. Yes, you've worked for it. Yes, you probably went to school for it. But without the blessings of God's talents, without the blessing of the Lord granting you a mind, without the Lord even granting you health, there would be absolutely no wealth. Everything we have, we give thanks to the Lord because it truly comes from him. Keep in mind, a farmer will put the seed in the ground. Yeah, he did that work. But he cannot do the work of making it grow. That's a miracle of God. And all glory and praise to God. That's what our hope clings to. And above all, it clings to the fact that he's he satisfies the desires of every living thing. You've just heard St. Paul write to the Philippians 
on how he has lived with contentment. He's learned contentment because God has blessed him with contentment. He will also go on to say that contentment with godliness is great gain. It's a huge benefit to be satisfied with what you have. But notice he says that the satisfaction comes in the desire of every living thing. Again, referring to all of creation. And what is that one desire that every living thing needs? Is it not life itself? We live with death all day long. We live knowing that, that life could end at any moment. We know that even the Lord may come on the last day and at any moment, like a thief in the night, coming swiftly and, and, and quickly he, and unexpectedly, the Lord could come and bring the very last day itself. And we would be taken off this earth because it would be destroyed. And all believers will be taken to the glories of heaven. But until that day happens, until the day that the Lord calls us from this life to life eternal, we thank God that even in the light of death, we have life. When Jesus gave his life on the cross for the sins of the world and then rose again with the promise that because I live, you too shall live, that means that even though we'll face our individual battles, the victory is won. Heaven is our home. He won for us the forgiveness of sins. And having that and living with that each and every day is the hope we badly need the hope we cannot live without, especially in the face of evil and wickedness. I pray if your heart is heavy that you would consider these words from Psalm 145. And I also pray that if you want, consider using this as your common table prayer the eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hands and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Amen. May the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemev l-u-t-h-e-r-a-n dot o-r-g. May God bless you today and every day.